Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Drunken Transfer Podcast with me, a very diseased and bedridden well, flat-ridden Jacob Southcline. <laughs> and joining me in my den of filth oh. is uh, <laughs> is um, my uh, my fellow... Well, you've come out the other end of the tunnel of disease. I have. Disease tunnel. I have. I, I'm um, now disease-free. You are disease-ridden? Yeah, like one goes in, one comes out, like... Footballing fancy ships in the night. It's uh, Finnegan Stockton. Hello, hello. He's um, let me down on the booze front, but has more than, more than, more than made up for it by uh, bringing nice baked goods to my door. And uh, I've just chowed down on um, a nice almond star-shaped thing. Is just, that, just is that before what it we was? Hit the, I didn't know. It was almondy, but with like an apple twist. Ooh. It was nice, it, but the apple was sort of in there, like it was a stealthy inclusion. I wasn't expecting it to be apple So when I bit down on it, kind of reminded me of that old Massimo Cellino thing where he was talking about how he picks managers. You know how Massimo Cellino, old Leeds crazy Italian yeah. owner, he sacked like a manager like every week, seemingly. He always said that managers were a bit like watermelons in that you don't know what they're all about until you crack one open. Did he really? Yeah, that was the famous Massimo the, thing ne- to, never to heard say. That before, but but thank you for the, the pre-record munch. That's all right, mate. No worries. I um, mean, we needed something to, um, you know, obviously get our sugar levels up, get our uh, energy and uh, mood levels up, because um, the last few weeks, it's fair to say, have been nothing short of an Oof. abomination for the pair of us. Yeah, it's... Um, I followed up my worst... Game week rank in game week 12 with an even worse game week rank in game week 13. I finished uh, on a measly 44 points, well below the average of 51. Yeah. Um, and I've about quadrupled my rank in, in two game weeks, which well, is lovely. Yeah, I, I managed to, if you think that's bad, I, I finished on 41 points. Um, and um, of course, you know, having been a little bit higher up on the ranks than you were, I, I'm, I, I've, I've dropped to 543k. Mm. I was at 268 last week, which was bad anyway, enough as it was. Uh, that's, this is game week 14 that we're going into talking about. Game week 9, I was at 59k. I'm now at 543. Yeah. It's all gone wrong. It's gone Pete Tom. It has. I mean, but the pair of us, really. I mean, we both had terrible ones, but then I think that's because our trans transfer strategies have sort of mm. aligned somewhat uh, and aligned in the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we were uh, two of the people with uh, wearing the big uh, Mo Salah-shaped dunce hats last I mean, week for captaining what were our we Egyptian thinking? king. I mean, after Holland blank the week before, like it was way, way too big of an ask to ask him to blank again two in a row, and, and he didn't. I mean, he, he scored early doors against Brighton, and at that point, it's like... It's like the uh, the meme, isn't it? It's like, it was at that point he knew, <laughs> yeah, he knew he'd he fucked up. up. Well, because at that point, of course, it, the half twelve kickoff had been and gone, and Mo Salah had played abysmally yeah. against um, a, a surprisingly uh, dynamic, uh, full of fight Nottingham Forest yeah. side. Who, who Liverpool, man, just what's going on with? We're going to talk about what's going on with Liverpool yeah. in, in just a bit. But honourable mention before we plough on, plough mm. the fields of fantasy wheat. <laughs> um, my brother Finn Stockton. Not Finn Stockton, you're Finn Stockton. Hello. Finn. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a big revelation. It's like, it? and the DNA tests show <laughs> they're related. 15 episodes in, we've uh, dropped a big well, bomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, my actual brother, Finn Southcline, um, 
is uh, only seven points behind me now. He's snuck up like a thief in the night. You, you told me um, the, the stat that he hasn't had a red arrow. He's had successive green arrows since game week four. And this is only red of the season. impressive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Finn, we're going to have you on the podcast soon. Um, and it's looking like on current form, you are the only one equipped to help the FPL footballing world with their fantasy title. Slow and steady. Slow um, and steady wins the race. J- Jacob, you and I, can I can we can we just go over, you know, I, I tweeted about this, but can we just go over some of the stuff that we uh, that we got? I mean, I'd rather you didn't, but I know you're words. going to. So. so you benched Bailey. You yep. said you didn't think it was, you know, worthwhile to put him in. He got 13 points last week. Bailey is my fancy nemesis. I hate him. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. Leon, yep. if you're listening, nothing against you as a person, but Jesus Christ. After going 2.0 points, 2.0 points, points, and having featured in my team during the blank when he did blank... Um, he, he was first on my bench and got 13 bloody points this week. I mean, it's insane. I mean, Villa looking like a different side under Gerrard. You also I dissed Dominic Calvert-Lewin. You said, you know, that he wasn't the one he scored immediately. Um, Don't diss Dom. One, one that I didn't mention, actually, which I think was from, from midweek, uh, uh, that you have been um, rather uh, uncomplimentary toward Valt Face. <laughs> yeah. uh, Leicester have now kept two successive clean sheets and he's been credited as the, the catalyst for those yeah. by many... Let um, alone Valt Face. I've ended up with egg on face because uh, it really was like one of my worst chats of the season. Oh, yeah. I know actually the first I sort of like cotton on to, to that. I mean, and also like we haven't talked about Ward as well in goal, who's well, just like who's the second me, coming of Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gary Lineker was saying, yeah, about face, what a player. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, Close to it. Called, called that one a little too early. Yeah. I think. He did have a dodgy <laughs> Not like me to call yeah. a player being shit way too early. Um, he said it was Mark Gay, he's time to score. That backfired on the pair of us because he'd gotten uh, a zero point. He bought Foden when he was benched. Uh, and then from my end, doubled up on Arsenal, an Arsenal side yeah. that looked particularly poor against Southampton. Pivoted to Gahey myself after being uh, set on getting Botman and he got that clean sheet mm. midweek. Uh, I said Brentford would be comfortable against Villa. They were tramps 4-0. I told everyone to get rid of Trossard. He scored against Man City. And uh, I also <laughs> said a couple of weeks back, I told everyone that Alex Awobi was a dog shit pick. He got yeah. a 12-pointer, two assists. And I'm having to slowly start to come round to your assertion that he's uh, he, he potentially has been one of Everton's most creative players this yeah, season he's Paul a man family. reborn yeah and then and of I, course Christ I mean, yeah yeah go on Finn no I say we, we, we both captain Salah yeah so. that was the big one that was the big one I mean like captaincy is so important in this silly silly game yeah. and um, for the last health. three weeks in a row now I haven't got any captain we, we, we've both done this we've both had the same captaincy picks for the last three weeks Holland was my vice he probably was your vice as he well he was yeah and had had I just switched because I did that awful thing where I was looking at my team with five minutes to go and I thought to myself am I doing the right thing putting all my chips on Mo I woke up after having had a drink the night before at about 10 o'clock so I always wake up early and I went to switch to Holland Mm. and fell asleep and then woke up at uh, that is the most finstocking thing I've ever heard woke up at 10 to 12 I had this epiphany during the night that he was well I say it was an epiphany it was an epiphany that that 5 or 6 million other FPL players had had um, far far (laughs) before me but um, that captaining Salah when uh, he's looked so terrible was a bad idea but it was sort of really hinging on whether uh, Darwin Nunez was fit enough to play uh, and there was a, there's been a couple of there are a couple of FPL accounts such as FPL Booner and and such who um who who tweet 
out early uh, fake team news just yeah, to, to yeah, rile yeah, everyone yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think he said an old that tradition. Nu- he said that Nunez was in the squad, but he changed his Twitter name. So I was like, oh god, I need to change. And then I, I didn't. Uh, and it turned out he wasn't anyway. But but Salah still looked awful. FBL, FBL Boone is almost as big a troll as uh, Leandro Trossard. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean Trossard has properly put me. I can't believe I said it's time to get rid of everyone I mean Brighton still haven't got to win him deserve his first five games but oh, it's that Salah captaincy man I mean like the, <laughs> as Mahatma Gandhi once said never back the early kick off <laughs> And, um, and, and and so it's and so it was. Yeah, well, so, it, as I say, it was it was an absolutely atrocious game week for the pair of us. Um, from from my perspective, um, I, I did bring Bakayi Saka mainly um, in uh, last week with Forrest in mind this game week, uh, but I was still confident in him getting a goal involvement against Southampton. Uh, nothing there. Uh, Tony Zaha, Trippier, and Gay all blanked. Uh, it's particularly ironic, actually, the Palace lads because um, they lost us two points in uh, a couple of seconds because Zaha and Gehi got involved within a fracas um, a fracar uh, and both got in, but booked and uh, it was like what was the chances that the only two Palace players to get booked and said fracar were the two that I owned yeah, um, so it was the, one of those one of those fateful weeks where all the like red stars are live yeah. and results in red arrows so. the, the I guess the only the small bright spots from my perspective another Danny Ward Hall as you've alluded to eight pointer against Wolves uh, also look awful by the way and the, the Mitrovic another Mitrovic goal um, which has sort of really vindicated my, my transfer of, of him in and of course the bright spot in your game week which is between the pair of us despite the fact that there weren't really any winners uh, the, the thing that won the day for you against me uh, was uh, the fact that you started Andreas yeah. Pereira first on my bench two assists ten pointer I think you started him the last couple of weeks, haven't you? Yeah, he's, 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 I'll tell you what, but he is playing beyond his price tag, he really and is. he's he's right up there. I think he's in the top five players in the league, up there with the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. Bruno Fernandez. On uh, points, in, in, in terms of chances created, wow. I think this season he's created something. He's like twenty odd chances this season, which he's at, he's he's at the heart of that Fulham yeah. type who are overperforming. Um, and we, we say they're overperforming. I mean, if you look at their side right now, it kind of feels like the, it's clicked, isn't it? It, it feels like a, a mid-table tent, something like yeah. that. Could be about right for them. I mean, to be honest with you, if I think if I look at the Premier League teams right now, I mean, Fulham currently are seventh. Mm. I, outside of the top six plus Newcastle, I can't really see another side who are playing as well as they are. Well, and I imagine Brighton will get back up there. I imagine West Ham will get yeah. back up there. But I, I, you know, I think at the moment, if you if you're a, uh, you know if you're Marco Silva and these Fulham lads, you've got to be thinking, let's push for a top half finish. Yeah, I mean, Polinia, man. As uh, as uh, Alan Hansen says, what a player. What a player. What a player. I'm so pleased. I called that inside 20 minutes. One of the few things you have called. Yeah. You know, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we go on to talk about fixtures? I'd rather not, to be honest, because, I mean, bloody, I feel like the entire thing we've just done is our tank your rank for the week. Yeah. Because we did I, tank our rank. We, we, we really have been, we have underlined how to tank your rank, really. I mean, captaining Salah, what fucking idiots. Yeah, let's do fixtures. Um, so, I mean, I'm a bit conflicted about what to do this week, and I, I think that fixtures are a really interesting one, chatting with you about them. Mm. I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to um, elucidate some ideas in me. Really. Don't listen to me. You've seen what's happened to well, my yeah, rank, have uh, But let, yeah, let's do... Let's <laughs> if you're listening at home, you probably, like, whatever we suggest in the next, like, 20-odd minutes, just do the exact we, opposite of that. We've got to we've got to get our reputation back, What Jamie? reputation? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's tell you what, it's a quite a big one to start off because it's um, it's Man City and Leicester, or rather Leicester versus Man City. Yeah. At a twelve thirty on Saturday tomorrow. Yeah, I think the the thing we've got to we talk about really is um, midweek early Holland off at half time against Borussia Dortmund. Pep Guardiola said afterwards that it was a, a mix of a virus and a knock that he picked up. We've since seen videos circulate on social media of Holland limping into Manchester City's training ground. Mm. He's now got a yellow flag, seventy five percent chance of playing knock. Uh, icon on the FPL website and Pep um, has spoken earlier today uh, as you were saying to me earlier on Jacob basically not showing his Pep cards. gave a classic Pep answer yeah. where he manages to say extraordinarily little yes. in the space of like quite a few words he basically <laughs> just said we don't know yeah but it's, in it's his classic pet ways, like, yes, yeah. well, he's, uh, he's feeling a bit, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we have to see, we have to see. We have to see. I'm so happy. More than, more than <laughs> you know, more than you know. It's your best impression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sounds a bit like my dad if he was on, like, a snooze <laughs> or something. Um, so, yeah, uh, with Holland potentially being out and that question mark circulating what's your plan for him this week because obviously we both got him and as of 83% of the game well I mean it, it would take a fool or a brave man probably a stupid man to try and uh, get inside <laughs> to not captain him to, well, <laughs> no, no well no I was going to say I mean that, that, that was that's bold enough I mean, uh, no to get inside the head the shiny bold cranium of Pep Guardiola <laughs> Like, you know, a few years ago where cars started melting in London because they were refracting off that big walkie-talkie skyscraper, my fancy football head is melting because of the light refracting off Pep's head. And I'm thinking, Finn, yeah. that if I'm Pep, I wouldn't want to risk my prize asset at all if there was even a slight chance of him getting crocked longer term mm. if he's not 100%. So for that reason, I'm quite happy to captain him in the knowledge and hope, well, not knowledge, it is, it is a vain hope, because how can you second guess Pat? He's, yeah. he's the biggest fraud there is. Um, but um, if he if he is injured, yeah. he's not going to feature, surely. Surely. Well, Tell is, me I'm right. This was the rationale that I was um, suggesting with, with Mitrovic a few weeks back, where um, a lot of people went to bench him, and I, I was trying to suggest... I, I suffered because of that. Yeah, I was trying to suggest to people that um, that, that, that very same thing, that Silva isn't going to risk him if he's a doubt. He's not going to come on for a 30-minute... Uh, um, so, you know, he'll play or he won't be involved. And I think that the same is probably true for Holland. So I think that um, it's probably safest to captain... Uh, and then have have a. I think the, the interesting conversation you've now got to be is who's your vice captain mm. going to be this week? Because there is a strong chance, I think, looking at things that he won't play. Um, but it, I, I think it's certainly not worth transferring out. And that's something that I've seen people do. I was looking at the FPL price changes on Twitter, and um, Holland is is close to a, a, a downgrade in terms of his price because yep. so many people have been getting him out. Um, casuals, filthy casuals. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, we don't know if he. How is, can you afford it, him back if, if you get? Now. Well, exactly. And if he is injured um, longer term, I mean, we'll probably find that out next week, yeah. but it's not worth doing it right no. now. I mean, I know that we've got only three weeks until we've got a wild card, but you'll be essentially losing at least 0.2 now, if not more. Three games to the world. And, 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 you know, you really probably should have a good enough squad following game week 12 mm. to be able to accommodate someone else coming yeah. back into the side. So I, I think that that's the right shout from you. The one that I'm most scared of 
is Phil Foden. He is risen in price overnight to 8.5. Yeah. You've got him in your side. Yeah, and but bloody hell, he started the last 10 and now he's benched in one well, yeah. game and instantly <laughs> I've got the shits up me again, Finn. I wouldn't worry too much, especially if Haaland is out. If Haaland misses out, I think there's a strong chance that Foden starts as a false nine central striker mm. uh, and potentially switches positions throughout the game with Julian Alvarez, who could also play on the left. Yeah. Um, I think Alvarez had a good game midweek as he, well. He did. And the, I think in the that Champions League Guardiola looks like he trusts him. I think if Haaland misses out, Alvarez will probably start. And I think that Foden would start as well. I think that would make the most sense. Yeah. I think even if that doesn't happen, whilst I was thinking that at some point he's he's got to be rested Foden and I wasn't surprised to see him rested against Brighton, I would be stunned if he didn't start again. I think you'll probably be fine. Um, and so I know that it's I know that him not starting last week will have put the shits up you, but yeah, apparently not the rest of the FPL community because he's got another mm. bloody price rise. But I, I I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I I I just I hope and really really hope that you're right. And uh, you are occasionally right. So, um, <laughs> Polinia, baby. I'll start, you know, I'm going to uh, write the word Polinia on your fucking gravestone yeah. at this rate. Um, for me, just a couple of players to mention, not just from City, but from Leicester yes. too. Somebody who I think is flying a little under the radar is old Bernardo Silva. Because I know that he's um, he's not got the same raw, brilliant underlying numbers as Phil Foden. And it's the classic City conundrum that you can only have a maximum of three City assets, right? Yeah. However, he's only seven points behind Phil Foden in the standings. He's a whopping £1.6 million cheaper yeah. in terms of your budget. And, and uh, XG and XA-wise, I know it's always a big old trap to you know fall into the whole like XG game. But this season, he's got two goals and five assists against an XG of... One and an XA of 1.4. So he is overperforming stats considerably. Yeah. But in terms of players starting, he has not missed a game since game week three. I agree. And I think that it is, it, it is, it is certainly a safe shout. I think the reason why people aren't going with Bernardo is because his bigger points hauls were towards the start of the season. Yeah. So I think recently um, his FPL points form hasn't been particularly huge. But weirdly enough, we we must be hive minding because I also wanted to mention Bernardo Silva. Because, <laughs> We're converging yeah, again. <laughs> indeed, yeah. Um, well, from my own perspective, FPL wise, I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago that I wanted to get Kane and Foden in for game week fifteen yes. on a minus four. Um, the player that I was going to get in this week has risen in price by point one, and I have missed that train. Mm. I'm probably still thinking about getting them in, but if I do, I'm going to be point one off of getting in Phil Foden because. He also rose in price oh, last it's the, night. It's the price so rises, man. If if I can't afford him, I am really strongly considering yeah. Bernardo Silva because City's last two games are really strong. Mm. And like you say, um, he's not particularly highly owned. Yeah. He is cheap and he is starting every yeah. game. Yeah. And he's value for... He's, a, he's a like a return. budget differential, slightly riskier Phil Foden is yeah. old Bernardo. I and think not I, one I'm considering because I'm a Foden owner, but if, if you are like Finn and you've been yeah. priced out of a Foden move... You can do a lot worse. I, I agree. Um, Leicester, uh, very quickly, um, because we, it's probably not worth our while talking about them too much this week because they are playing against Man City. Mm. Um, Harvey Barnes was my Royal Spice pick last week. Got eight-pointer, um, scored. Uh, he looks like he's really hit some form. Um, Madison, strong again, picking up a couple of clean sheets along the way. Really, uh, Danny Ward as well. The last couple of game weeks for Leicester could be could be worth making a move for a couple of their players because actually, um, whilst I, I was worried that my shout about Leicester getting out of uh, relegation trouble 
could uh, could could not happen. I think Rogers seems to finally have worked out a little bit of the system, especially Boo. with Fais at the centre. You know, playing so well in in defence, and uh, yeah, I think Barnes is is one that I I really like the look of. Well, you got your roll the spice pick bang on last week. Well, and so did you. Man. Well, so yeah, we'll talk about that. In a yeah. Little bit. Uh, no, the one that I would be eyeing up the most actually is now the fifth highest scoring defensive asset in the game. It's big Tim Castagna. He's yeah. had four attacking returns in the last four weeks. Uh, well, more than that, it's it's astonishing. I'm looking down, uh, and between game weeks nine and thirteen, he's averaged almost eight points a game week. He's, he's got he's gone eight, seven, six, six, and twelve. Um, he's still only owned by about five percent of the game. He's four point five million in price. He's looking tasty, Finn. He's he's looking really tasty. I mean, it, uh, well over five hundred thousand people have transferred to Timothy Cassagna in this week, mm. and you do—that's about twenty percent of the game. Well, I'm just having They're a look at Man the transferred City. in. Well, but this is the classic thing, isn't it? Finn? I mean, that is points chasing, isn't it? He's not in the uh, top transfers in this game week. That's um, well, there's there's a, there's a little uh, cheeky Paraguayan fella that we're going to talk about in a little yes. while that um, has had <laughs> six hundred forty-two thousand transfers in this week. But I agree. I mean, it is City, and you saw what City did to Brighton. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I think this is is going to be um, uh, the, as as the early kickoff. This is really going to be the thing that sets people's game week performance out this week. I'm really intrigued. Yeah, I I, I think um, longer term, as you say, as the Leicester team that claws themselves above the dotted line, like inch by inch, might be a more tasty proposition than the Leicester team that started the the season like a house fire. Yeah, so um, it's true. Yeah, it's one to watch. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Bournemouth Spurs. Bournemouth have now lost two on the trot. A little bit unfortunate with mm. decisions against West Ham. I, I thought, but uh, you know that they were, I, I guess, unsurprisingly second best. Um, Spurs were booed yeah. during um, their home loss. They it's a classic. It's a classic Conte thing, man. Because like he keep he is currently managing well from a distance. Like now that he's been sent off in in Europe. <laughs> um, he's managing a Spurs team that I just can't seem to get an attacking tune out of well this is it they lost 2-0 to Manchester United they then lost at home to Newcastle 2-1 and, and as you alluded they, they drew one all with Sporting Lisbon midweek you know that's three games without a win and the performances have been pretty insipid yeah it's, it's, but it's classic Conte football you know mm. I was um, reading a tweet from John McKenzie one of about 50 people who are follically challenged and work for um, Tifo and The Athletic nothing against bold people <laughs> Just an observation of mine. You're definitely going to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, and John on Twitter said, uh, is there a formation in European football at the moment that generates as boring football as like a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2? Yeah. And um, Spurs' system, when it works for him, is great. But then I, I don't blame the Spurs fans for booing because, yeah, just kind of was a contributing factor to me binning off Son. Um, because he yeah. just... That, that attack is just not clicking. And when you consider that Spurs, you know, fancy aside of some of the most talented attackers in the Premier League, if not the world, in Kane and, and some, the fact that they aren't... I mean, I know Kane is ticking along. and Kane's still producing, were it not for a marker of how brilliant he yeah, is. Yeah, I think my, my, my opinion of Kane in terms of a fancy asset, um, now that Spurs are playing like they are, it's kind of gone from like, if you've got him, keep him. And if you haven't got him, don't move for him. Um, Whereas I'm still thinking of making yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I, I know that the sensible like set and forget thing this season would have had, would be to have had Kane and Holland in from 
the beginning. Get but go, yeah. I, 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 even though I've got four million in the bank, which is astonishing, mm. um, I'm still just priced out of a move for Kane. And um, yeah. honestly, um, that bothers me less than it did a couple of weeks ago. I think certainly don't 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 move for Kane if uh, you know you've, you know, don't make the haul into Kane switch. I know some people are considering. Yeah. I think that's crazy. Um, I guess the thing to touch on from our perspective in this game, we both have Spurs right yeah. backs. In, in in you've got Doherty and I've got Emerson Royale. <laughs> and one of us is going to end up happy, and the other one is not. Well, I mean, I'm probably jinxing it for myself now it is looking like Royale is probably more likely to start this one with, with Doherty having played midweek so I guess are you thinking of, of, of binning off Doherty you benched him last week yeah I mean to be honest I'm not as gutted as I would be because even though this would be a really nice fixture for Doherty to play and I mean Bournemouth away um, it's actually saved me a bit of a problem with the rest of my team selection because following the blank I've now all of a sudden got options on my bench Yeah, and um, Doherty for me was always kind of like a short term high high ceiling pick if I wanted like consistent minutes out of a Spurs asset I probably would have gone for someone like Eric Dyer who's a threat from set pieces and whatnot. but um, no, so f- for me, as it stands, Doherty's second on my bench. Um, yeah, but um, I don't expect him to start against Bournemouth. But if if he does, then you know, hey ho. I mean, I'm I'm quite pleased with the setup of the rest of my defence. Yeah, agreed. Um, I I foresee that one being a not particularly interesting game. Brentford Wolves. Um, Brentford's home form is far better than mm. their away form right now. I think that you know we've been sort of kind of trying to work out what's the pattern in, in Brentford's ever fluctuating form. It seems to be when 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 they're at home that they do well. When they're away, they get uh, <laughs> they get trampled on like they did with the the four nil Villa one last weekend. Uh, as such, because they're at home, I think Tony is a good horse to back against a Wolves side who I mean so poor against Leicester I think Diego Costa had eight shots yeah. and scored none Leicester had five and scored four Oof. I mean it, it, it quite crazy really um, Wolves they, they, they need a pick up uh, I just don't think they're going to get it maybe they need that new manager bounce yeah well they're not going to get the as big a bounce as, as they would have done if they you know, I don't know even reappointing Nuno would have been something got the the tabloids tongues wagging yeah I think on the, we've just said that it's not going to be a particularly interesting game Bournemouth Spurs I don't see Brentford Wolves being a thriller either Finn. I mean no. I um, yeah I mean Wolves have just been so stodgy well I think if you've got David Rye you'll be pretty happy right now as well he's, yeah, he's I know that um, you... the fantasy football scout has got um, David Rye as their starting keeper this game week and I think that's pretty savvy to be fair I, I agree I think it's wise uh, the only one I'd stress from Wolves' perspective again is that the uh, 20 year old um, 3.9 million um, fullback Hugo Bueno played the full 90 bueno. again against Leicester really nice defensive enabling option moving forward like uh, if you're on a wild card uh, and you want to distribute those funds elsewhere I'd really put him in I think from game week 17 after the World Cup he'll probably be in my squad yeah I, and I'm from a Brentford perspective still relatively happy to be a Tony owner I know he blanked yeah. last week but you know, he is going to keep on ticking along. And I think you think he's probably the most boring striker in that front three of mine with Mitrovic, Tony Holland. And that, you know, obviously, Holland's the most explosive. Mitrovic can score against anyone. Tony will just keep on getting like a return like every yeah. other game week. That's that's fine. So let's hope you can bag against a, uh, a relatively stingy Wolves defence. So. Agreed. Uh, Brighton Chelsea. Uh, unsurprising that Brighton lost against City although again it's weird because they looked strong against another big side but when they're playing the small sides they just aren't turning on it is reminiscent I think of Graham Potter's start as a Brighton manager when they were playing attractive football but not getting results and I think Brighton fans will be hoping that that turns around 
um, quicker than maybe it did under mm. Potter. Of course, it's the first time that Potter will be returning to the Amex yeah, since that's leaving the headline, isn't for Chelsea. It? So that, yeah. that is, that's the headline game really for, for them this weekend. What do you make of the game, Joe? <laughs> any, any assets that interest you? I don't know. I mean, I, I think still for me, it's Kepa. Yeah. You know, I bring him up every week at the moment. I'm struggling to focus on any other assets for Chelsea right now as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I've, I think my um, my Raheem Sterling flop of the season um, thing is, even though I wouldn't count them as as a flop, that prediction of mine in that part from the beginning of the season is sort of becoming more and more fruitful by the by the week, really, because it's like he's uh, not. He still doesn't justify joy. the the price tag for me. And, no, but then again, no Chelsea attacker really does. And no. even the ones which historically have been like good savvy picks for them, like Mason Mount or whatever, because of where they're playing in Potter's new system. Still, for me, like it's it's not enough for me to to. Uh, no, to Mount's the closest I get, but I I, I struggle. If um, Broher can nail down a place, he could be one moving looking forward because he has looked sharp, mm. I think, under Potter. But of course, he is coming off the bench mainly at the moment. I mean, he's, he's not a, a, a main starter. Yeah, and and looking at Brighton as well, Trossard, Matt. Like after <laughs> I people, everyone to get bloody rid of. Him. <laughs> <laughs> well, like after you weren't the only one. People were getting rid of Trossard in droves. Yeah. Last week, and just oh, you couldn't have written it the fact that he was going to return no, to um, City, could you? I mean, but of course, uh, course he did. If you're one of the the people to to keep him for that fixture last week against City, um, I think he's kind of won that. Well, fair would, play, and you might as well stick now. If you don't I would know. be sticking. I would be sticking because you know he's definitely up in that bracket along with like Yuzahars and Yafodins. I think it's fine. I mean, I was a Trossard owner early in the season, and um, yeah, and he. He did well for me. So, so yeah, I, I think in terms of Brighton assets, Trossard's still the obvious one. I know that you got egg on your face with your Estepinion. Um, uh, Estepinion is dreadful. Uh, I think, for me, I've got Robert Sanchez still in goal. I've got, oh, Sanchez, Sanchez. And, got Sanchez and Ward. Obviously, Ward's against City, so he's not playing. So I'm going to have to play Sanchez against Chelsea and, and pray for something, really, that I don't I don't imagine they'll be keeping uh, a clean sheet. Obviously, Pascal Gross, I think, has gone down in price now as well. Yeah. He's been blank. I think he's blanked for the last of the five, past five or six. Mm. Um, yeah, Brighton assets have, have, have thinned out now. I know a lot of people have got Adam Webster in after their, uh, their, their double Spider-Man. up against... Forest, so yeah, yeah, I think um, I think that, that to be honest, if you've got any Brighton defensive assets, you'll probably be benching them like you did last week. Uh, Palace Southampton, mm. Jacob, let's talk about your Palace double up. Uh, well, sticking with it again, Guanter well, and Gahey. Currently, yes, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I think uh, Mark Gahey is increasingly becoming one of my worst transfers of the season. I took Likewise, a, I took a hit for him. <laughs> Um, in a blank week and over the course of game weeks 12 and 13 he's only ended up on one point <laughs> so um, I'm still running at a minus three deficit for Mark Gay he's still not paid back his price tag nope. his, uh, his, his points tally price tag for me so um, yeah as it stands I am starting both Guaita and, and Gay against Southampton because it's Southampton but at the same time... Ugh. You say because it's Southampton. Southampton have turned in two very good performances in a week now. They were very disciplined to beat Bournemouth 1-0. Yeah. And they got My a brother very, was singing their praises. Yeah, they were, and they got a deserved point against Arsenal mm. as well. That was the probably the match, I think maybe the only match I was able to watch in yeah. full this weekend. And I thought they were great. I don't know. I mean, my other options are playing Doherty against Bournemouth when he's not guaranteed to start. And... Uh, you're not that, you're not thinking of making a defensive transfer. Well, again, I could because the world's my oyster with that four million in the bank. Well, that's why I know, was but, thinking you might. But do, I'm yeah. thinking there aren't many premiums I'd want to bring in outside of like if I was being 
weird and brought in like I don't know Andy Robertson or something but I mean my other choice is hoping that like some dodgy lasagna like <laughs> thing happens in the Wolves camp in, in and hoping that Yerson Valdelamar starts for um for Wolves uh, Mosquera yeah but that's yeah. not gonna happen uh, so um so yeah no it's it's Gehi and Guaita for me for the time being but I, I want to mention Palace as well because um my brother is a proud uh, Eberichietze owner as of last week. Very, very nice pick, Eberichietze as well. I mean, I've obviously gone for Zaha, who feels a little bit like a roulette every week at the moment. He's mm. not playing brilliantly, but he's on pens, and if he gets a one-on-one, I back him to score it. But I feel, I feel like people marking Zaha out of the game is giving Etze that, that, that freedom to roam. I, I'm a jealous, jealous of his Etze pick, I think. And uh, being the... Um... Michael Elise fanboy that you know I am and the <laughs> rumours linking him with a move to AC Milan this week from Palace I think uh, you do very well in Italy actually they 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 like their creative slightly slower paced players and, yeah. and Elise would fit that still time for you for um, my Michael Elise golden boy prediction yeah. for the start of season to come true but yeah no I'm I'm, I'm looking at my brother's Etze pick uh, quite enviously really because even though I can't really accommodate him in my team at the moment I expect him to do quite well against Southampton me too uh, another very cheaply priced midfielder probably the best cheaply priced midfielder so far this season is Miguel Almiron and he is a very popular pick this week and rightly so in that Newcastle Villa game I think if you need a midfielder and you've got a transfer to spare uh, it seems like a bit of a no-brainer to get him in. He's been fantastic. He's now scored five goals in the Premier League this season. Um, everyone, uh, there was a lot of people, I think, who were having thoughts about him before the start of the season because he had a fantastic pre-season mm. um, and not a lot of people got him in. He didn't start the season amazingly. He's now fulfilling that potential in the Newcastle front three. And I think uh, I think it's maybe 5.1, is he? Yeah. I mean, it's so cheap for a starting Newcastle forward. With um, Alm- I think he has actually gone up in price quite considerably now to 5.4. Has he really? To yeah, 5.4? I mean, but he's, I think but that's That's only still happened cheap. very recently because as recently as game week 10, he was, well, he's had rises in basically every single game week since game week 9. He, he's gone from 5 in game week 9 to 5.1, then 5.2, 5.2, 5.3, and then this week 5.4. So he's been going up week on week. This week alone, 650k. Um, managers that is have transferred him in he's my biggest roll of spice regret this season in terms of not following up on regrets my... the spice yeah, regret it's like when spice. you have a, a really really dodgy jowl phrasey yeah I, yeah. I really because I, as I say I, I, I got I, I, he was my pick on game week 8 mm. Um, and it, it, since that, he's turned in 2 pointer 15 7 3 and then 2 10s mm. I mean <sighs> yeah he's, he's brilliant um, he's putting his price tag you know to to the sword, really. He's just he's making a mockery of it because that five point four is still a ludicrously cheap option. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's 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 one that I sort of poo pooed earlier in the season on this very podcast. And, uh, <laughs> he's showing me up to be the monk that I am because um, yeah, Almiron is great. Just oh, what a, what a player. Fab, and I think against Villa, it, c- it could be right pickings. I think another one that's gone under the radar for Newcastle this week, um, who I am sort of half considering, uh, is, is Callum Wilson. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's only owned by 2.4% of the game. close to bringing in old Callum at one point, and uh, it was actually the injuries that put me off him. But, he's, um, he's, been do- he's, he's done wonders so far. He, he, you, know, you know what, I had him in last season. I had him in for about three weeks last season, and he got me quite a significant points yeah. tally, and I was really pleased but before he got injured. Um, he, he's he's just a really reliable striker. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle, now they're in the top four, like, are showing their credentials, and they just look like a really solid team at both ends of the pick, uh, pitch, because, you know, they, there are... 
Newcastle defenders that people might want to own, like Fabian Cher, has come back into the conversation. Yeah. If you, if you were looking to double up on that defence, if you're already a Trippier or Pope owner, you should be a Trippier owner. And, um, yeah. 60%, I think he's now the owned, most owned defender in the game, Kieran Trippier. He's now 60% of the game. Well, that's it. And with good reason, because he's on set pieces. Newcastle yeah. keeping clean sheets. Fabian Cher, 4.9 million, uh, still only owned by 12% of the game. He's, um, yeah, he's just looking really really good and at the other end of the pitch like you say you've mentioned Wilson you've mentioned Almron I mean Newcastle are a team where you know ripe ripe pickings you mm. can basically just you know have the pick of the bunch apparently according to Eddie House St Maxman um, could be back this week uh, I don't think he'll be starting but um, could be one to start looking at again next week if you were were interested uh, because of course he's, he's <laughs> fab when he plays in terms of their opposition yeah Old Villa um, we've Life got a man, man who's swapped via Real for Villa without the Real. Old <laughs> uh, Unai, Unai Emery, unbelievable. Because yeah. we were saying last episode, Villa were in the market for a big hitter. Mm. And they've got a big hitter. I mean, a man who's won more uh, Europa Leagues than the average person who's had hot dinners in their life. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a managerial appointment that makes sense. Yeah, me too. And uh, I, for, for me, I'm hoping that it... It uh, rejuvenates. Oh, I say rejuvenates. It's just come off the back of a thirteen-pointer. But <laughs> I'd love Leon Bailey to become a suddenly astute fancy pick under uh, Unai's watchful eye. Well, I'm sure Emery will have seen that performance last week. Um, they 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 walloped Brentford, didn't they? I thought they were, and it wasn't just. I mean, Bailey was fab, but Ings and Watkins finally looked like they clicked a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they've got so many players that are like, or if only picks. You yeah, know? and uh, under a new man and a cracking manager at that. If the if the new manager bounce lasts, uh-huh. um, it, it might be time to start considering Villa assets again. It seems mad to me that Gerard never really started Den Donker before now because mm. he was fabulous against the, in the centre of the park in that Brentford game. Um, and uh, yeah, no, obviously John McGinn was dropped. I, I think he'll probably be back this week, but bit of a statement really. Well, I, I wouldn't be you know too sorry for old um, Gerard Stevie G he can go back to like polishing up his uh, Premier League <laughs> winner's medal oh wait <laughs> oh we didn't get one. Oh, we didn't get one. Oh, oh sorry Man United followers sorry about that sorry Steve. Steve. we've just lost a subscriber Fulham Everton um, we've already talked about how Pereira has been an absolute saviour for you Jacob he's on my bench again this week He's and starting for me. That's making me nervous. He's he's starting for me. I, I think he's cracking. I've um, he passes the eye test completely. Um, he's returning points for fun. Um, and for me, you know, at the start of the season, I, I if parallel universe Jacob Southcon had appeared through some wormhole and said, by the way, psst, a couple of weeks down the line, <laughs> you, you're going to be starting two Fulham assets in your team most yeah. game weeks, Mitrovic and Andreas, I would have laughed shown him the door and then uh, gone back to predicting them to finish in the bottom three. But no, it's unbelievable. I mean, like Andreas and Mitrovic last week account for about a third of my total points. Yeah. And I just, I can't bench him. I really can't. He's, he's um, I'd rather play Andreas against Everton than Bailey against Newcastle. And, um, and that's the way it currently is in my team. I think fair enough. Um, part of me is genuinely hoping that Haaland doesn't play this week so he comes in first off my bench because mm. you know everyone won't get the Haaland points and I'll very happily have Pereira there I just can't work out a space to fit him into my team and that, that it is making me um it is making me nervous yeah Pereira Mitrovic feels like a pretty essential double up at the moment Everton slapped Palace and they do seem to be finding their feet under Lampard. We talked about the fact that Iwobi and Calvert-Lewin um, were great. They kept another clean sheet. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I saw a team earlier when he had Pickford in it and I, I sort of thought, well, that, that might be a good idea, mm. actually. Mm. You know, I guess the only thing that I said would mitigate Andreas and, and Mitrovic's potential goal scoring um, form is the fact that Everton just seemed to be so solid at the back. Yeah. And it, again, talking of surprises of the season, you know, we've said about Fulham, Everton are another one because it just, I, I kind of, in my deep down in my heart, I thought Everton were going to be okay, yeah. annoyingly. But I just didn't expect them to be as defensively resolute. No, and, uh, and it's Tarkovsky and Cody, isn't well, it? Well, that's it. And they've just brought an experience. And I know neither of them are players that you want to have in your team. But... Do you know that Danny Murphy said he thought that both of them should be picked in the England oh, squad? Oh, Danny Murphy. <laughs> We've talked about Danny <laughs> Murphy. Yeah, I agree. You can't. You can't. Ever since he said that... Um, England ought to be built around Harry Winks. He's lost all credibility in these parts. A part of me agrees that we should pick Tarkovsky and Cody together. Well, Cody's um, such a Southgate player, isn't he? But also, just because who else in England got the fucking back? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't want Maguire there. I don't want Mings there. I want Tamori. I want Stones. Yeah. But then past that, maybe you would go Tarkovsky, Cody. I don't know. I'm not but sure. But yeah, Cody's been, uh, Cody was a transfer that a lot of people laughed at when they brought him in from Wolves. Um, and fair play, he studied the ship. Been very good. Really good. Uh, Liverpool leads. How what the fuck is going on with Liverpool, Finn? <laughs> Genuinely, what the fuck is going on with Liverpool? Yeah, it, because it's, they look so. They put in their performance of the season against City. You know, the week before, and I thought to myself, "Well, Salah's back. He's back, baby." After scoring the, the, the fastest ever Champions League hat trick against Rangers as well. And then I did my whole Carol Vorderman act and got all, out all the stats <laughs> suggesting why he would be brilliant with Darwin out last week, and it it was. They are the most Jekyll and Hyde side in the league at the moment. I said it was Southampton. It's not. It's, it's Liverpool. Liverpool. They missed Thiago. Thiago was ruled out the last metronome. minute with a virus. And yeah. um, uh, Elliot and, and especially Curtis Jones just did not no. uh, do anything in the centre of the park. I mean, Neither really did Fabio Carvalho. You were quite active on the old Twitter uh, at Junk and Transfer, by the way, guys, if you want to uh, give it a little bit of a cheeky laugh. <laughs> um, you were quite active on the Twitter account, basically live tweeting that game. Yeah. And uh, by it's God, my game before a, I had to go to work. Mate, so it was the only time. reading. Yeah. It's <laughs> reading. Yeah. Um, Salah, uh, he is still going to be in my team for the foreseeable because it kind of has to be. Yeah. And, you know, were it not for Holland, I think he is probably going to get the vice captaincy this week. But with the vice captaincy being so vital this week, have I, I been have I been burned? I'm not I'm not vice captaining him, I don't think. The fixture should be favourable this week because Leeds looking like Leeds are in trouble. Well they're looking like the whipping boys of the league yeah, at the moment. They've got so many injuries, so many injuries. I mean, it's looking like your mate Joe Gellart's out, Rodrigo's a doubt, Sinistera's a doubt. It's um it's looking problematic for Leeds, it really is. Um who who else they got out? Adams, Cooper, Helder, Forshaw, Dallas. I mean, a, a bad Leeds team all of a sudden looks a lot worse now that those lads are out too. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the only thing you could say maybe for Liverpool this week that they, they could be an interesting differential defence given Leeds' struggles in front of goal and Leeds' injuries. But yeah, it's they, they don't... The, That's the, not what I was saying about Robertson. I think for me in that defence, Robertson's the one I want to bring in the most. But he, again, he's not justified it. No. I mean, I, I saw um, a big man backer shout out. He's the... Um, it, I think came third in fancy like a while ago. Um, he was making the case last week for bringing in Liverpool defensive assets, and I just can't really justify it. I can't. I know that like old fancy wisdom dictates that Liverpool defensive assets are going to come good at some point. 
just can't see it for the time being. No, I, I, I agree. And they've obviously got Spurs next week as well. I mean, yeah. Salah is almost definitely gone for that one for me. It's just if I keep him next, this week. And as I've alluded to, I'm thinking about making a defensive change. Mm. Um, but but part of me wants to, to go Salah to Foden, really. It's a yeah. bit of a dilemma. I, yeah, who knows on this one this week? The only one that I think from Liverpool that's probably worthwhile having is Darwin Nunez. Mm. I would imagine he starts... Um, but yeah, he the asset that I want here, n- not Mo Salah. <laughs> so I saw somebody made the comment this week that Darwin looks like the worst best footballer that they've ever seen because he's I just think he's so a bad rap. he's so unconventional. Yeah, and it's the the amazing thing is like um, I saw a comparison between his stats this season and Gabriel Jesus' stats this season. And Jesus is somebody who everyone's been saying, yeah, brilliant, what a signing, you know, one of the signs of the season. And everyone's been saying that Darwin's one of the flops of the season. Yeah. They're quite comparable, really. Darwin scored six goals and, and Jesus has scored five. Yeah, I know Jesus goes to offers show. more, but, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. It's, you know... But it's, yeah, Darwin's definitely one to keep an eye, especially, like you say, by the time everyone gets their second World Cards during World Cup season, yeah. definitely one to keep an eye on. Talking of Jesus, Arsenal Forest... Mm. Um, I know that you mentioned Jesus was somebody that you wanted to reintegrate back into your side. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, Arsenal in their last five games have not scored more than a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's starting from an attacking perspective to dry up a little bit. And that's a slight worry for me because I've got both Saka and Martinelli. I'm hoping that this will change against Nottingham Forest. I feel like if it's going to change against the team in the league, it's likely to be Forest, especially when they're playing at the Emirates. But it is a bit of a concern. Weirdly, the surprise attacking asset of the season for Arsenal so far, there's the Granite Xhaka. <laughs> he scored three goals and he's only got five points less than Gabriel Martinelli overall in the FPL. So yeah. It's 5.1 mil. Incredible. A couple of FPL accounts. Um, not that they copied Roll the Spice or anything. Yeah. But they, uh, <laughs> they were putting Xhaka's name up for a differential pick this week. Yeah. And I, I, after I'd finished laughing, I then thought about it and thought, oh no, actually... His points have been mad. Absolutely. He's, he's definitely been given the licence to sort of roam as a midfield general in the Arsenal side. Yeah. And, um, he sort of like... He gets into the box, I've been yeah, noticing, yeah. in that Southampton game. It's funny, like, I know he had a disaster when he was given the captaincy last time by the club, but, like, ever since he's had it taken off, he's just basically come alive. Yeah, completely. And just really responding to Arteta. But even though I won't be looking at getting Jacker in, I was maybe considering taking a leaf out of your book and bringing in old uh, Saka this week. Yeah, I think that it's a it's it's a, it's a wise I shout. mean, it would mean doubling up on Arsenal midfielders and like you say, goals are being hard to come by, but I really, that, really like That's Elf. the only thing that I'm really concerned about right now is that they have, I mean, they got beaten 2 0 by PSV. Yeah. They only beat Bodo Glimt 1 0. They were really under the cosh against PSV, too. I watched highlights from And that it game. wasn't a weak team, either. No, and, and even though the likes of Cody Gakpo are obviously very impressive for PSV, like PSV had two goals ruled out in addition to the two goals that they scored. Yeah. And um, now that Gabriel's out as well, it's, uh, it's going to be one to watch. For me, more of a uh, pressing priority um, in this fixture, and I think more bankable points-wise, is an Arsenal defender. Um, uh, everyone was saying Tommy Asu at the start of the season. He started the last two Premier League yeah. games. He's 4.2 mil. The question is, with Tierney back, will he start again? Mm. From a safe perspective, Ben White has gone up to 4.6. Yeah. I'm annoyed that I've missed that bandwagon. He was going to be my transfer in and that price rise has potentially scuppered future transfer plans. Mm. However, providing that we don't hear any untoward injury news from Arteta today, I think that I will be getting him in because I don't see Forrest scoring at the Emirates. They were brilliant against Liverpool. They were incredible, but it was was a dogged performance. It was a performance that had fight. I... 
still thought that Jesse Lingard and Morgan Gibbs-White did not offer enough in a creative sense. I don't see that changing. Here. Just to, you know, put the put the the harem scare them up you. I can totally see Forrest scoring against Arsenal. I can totally see it. Maybe. I mean, I, the thing is, whilst Arsenal still have not been scoring, they haven't really been conceding a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, it's it feels like what I'd like it to be is a tapering off of Arsenal's good uh, early season <laughs> form. But, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, yeah, for me, I might be a proud sacker owner by this time next week. Really? I, I, I would advise... Um, Personally, that you go Arsenal defender, because yeah. uh, I don't think White, I, like, I like, don't think the Palace double up is. I mean, look, that that's my personal take. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did put a lot on that Palace double up in the lead up to the World Cup, and um... <laughs> uh, United West Ham, we're looking really strong at the moment. Another defender who's risen in price is Diego Dallo. He's mm. gone up to four point seven. He scored midweek. He's getting forward. He's really he scored a bloody header midweek. He did on for a corner. Like a spawning couldn't, salmon. Couldn't believe it. Second pod in a row, by the way, that I've used the phrase spawning salmon. In fact, my spawning salmon. Like it rose like a spawning salmon. You know when a salmon spawns and has to jump up waterfalls uh, to get uh, to the spawn? I've heard the rose like a salmon. No, I haven't spawning heard spawning salmon. salmon. Spawn, yeah. Well, because you know salmons have to go over land and sea to <laughs> to spawn. <laughs> so, like a spawning salmon. Sounds like they're, um, they're they're sort of kind of coming from nowhere in a video game. To me. <laughs> Did you know? By <laughs> way, on the subject of aquatic creatures spawning. Um, every single eel on planet Earth is born in the same bit of the ocean, near Bermuda, I think. Wow. Yeah, I and didn't... every single eel yeah. migrates from there <laughs> to every other place where there are eels. Wow. How incredible is that? That is mad. Absolutely amazing. Probably not making it I'm in, like but David mad. Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy David Attenborough. You've rebranded the you know, podcast again. You've got like... Um, FPL Heisenberg, FPL General, FPL... Ooh, FPL Salmon. I'm going to... Well, no, I was going to say FPL Atom. All right, yeah, fair enough. Please yeah. come that stay in. That'll be good. <laughs> no, it's not going to be. Probably. Uh, uh, West Ham. West Ham. Well, Bowen's out. Yes. Um, um, but for me, uh, the more interesting little West Ham tidbit... Yeah. ...is that there was some behind-the-scenes video that got posted on the West Ham YouTube this week, and apparently, before Ben Rama took the ball... And um, had his penalty the other day. It looked like it was going to be Aaron Cresswell on penalties. And if you're one of these nutters that wants to see or sort of you know chase the, <laughs> the defensive penalty points, it might be worth. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. No, I like. But that. if Aaron Cresswell is on penalties for West Ham, I know it's I know it's United, and United are ticking along. They're fine. You know they're all right. They, yeah. they seem to be we, ahead we, of well, ahead of where they want to be. I know you say we've been all right. I'm not usually big at like kind of you know really geeing us up. <laughs> we've beaten Tottenham. We were good. We looked like we were valued to beat Chelsea. Yeah. All right, the Newcastle game we'll put to one side for a minute. Um, we look really. I think we look really strong. I think now is probably the time to start considering United yeah. assets, especially yeah. with the runoff fixtures coming up. I mean, I would love um, Anthony to reprise what he did uh, in, <laughs> in Europe roll. this week and yeah. do his uh, classic seven twenty yeah. funky spin and just like put it straight I out. Think of he got too much criticism for that. I, really uh, do. I, I love that the way that like Eric Ten Hag looked like a disappointed father on the bench yeah. and then immediately subbed him at half time. Yeah. Brilliant. But no. the Cresswell thing is interesting. Mm. I, I hadn't seen that, and yeah. um, I mean that that really could be a bold way of getting ahead of the curve I probably wouldn't consider it this week but someone I think who um, well I mean West Ham assets aside I don't think I'd be getting in anyone else unless I received a blow to the head and it'd be Cresswell from, from this from this game or from yeah, West Ham for this game but also I mean, you mentioned Skamaka on previous pods you know and, and you know he's another one to keep an eye on 
United wise, somebody that I was had on my um, roll the spice shortlist and didn't make the cut this week is old Casemiro because wow. um, he's. Yeah. I mean, not only has he transformed your midfield and it looks like you know, the player you've been missing. Incredible. Did you see him celebrating his, his head at the other oh, day? Oh, fantastic. Incredible. And I, and I, and I looked like it was Manchester born and bred. I was, obviously, it was a fan. It was, I thought we were really good against that against that Chelsea side. I thought that, um, yes, Chelsea came along better in the second half, but I, I thought that we looked impressive. And I think Casemiro was just transformed that side but yeah I loved it when he scored that 94th yeah. minute so I showed, so I showed um, we always score a late goal against Chelsea at Stamford yeah, Bridge it was nice it was good even as a neutral it was good to see because like Casemiro yeah. I showed Zoe um, for those of you at home Zoe's uh, my better half um, <laughs> I showed Zoe the, the video of Casemiro celebrating at one point he just starts like thrashing around like some rabid dog yeah. like, like a spawning salmon like a spawning salmon indeed well those Finn are the fixtures for yeah, game I, week 14 can I just mention one more person from United no you can't yes of course um, yeah. I think Bruno Fernandes is also looking back to some what did I say there. what no, did I say yeah I know Not, with 9.8 yeah with the fixtures moving forward rather have Bruno I know, than Sterling I know he's cheap yeah I would like to be ahead of the curve on him I think if Ronaldo still continues not to play in the Premier League, he could be a fantastic option. Would you potentially get him in for Salah? Yes. Okay. Well, there, there you have it. And with <laughs> and with that, I can now say that we've reached Done the, the fixtures. End of the fixtures. Yeah. That, those were your fixtures for game week fourteen. That's game week fourteen <laughs> in the fancy football, uh, commencing uh, Saturday the 29th of October and concluding on Sunday the 30th of October. Brilliant. Shall we do game week fourteen transfer plans? Uh, well, <laughs> no. how long have you got? Because as I've alluded to at the points during this recording session, yeah. I have a whopping. I, I've got a. I've got a veritable stack of Wonga in the bank. Finn, I've got um, four million. That's mad. I can upgrade a defender. I can upgrade a midfielder. I can upgrade an attacker. I can do whatever I like. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether to sort of like keep some in reserve. I don't know whether to spunk the lot in one sitting. <laughs> Uh, I can't, you can't maybe just saying the word spunk should not be enough for you to go <laughs> filth just, it, was the, it was the venom which I think you said right? spunk yeah there you go um, yeah so I think I said to you um, on Facebook Messenger other messengers are available you should probably definitely use them instead um, I wanted to do um, Foden and Kane in and I was, I was going to have the money to get both of those two in I can't afford Kane. It's kind of got me thinking, do I spend some of the money on upgrading, like, I don't know, Bailey to Saka? Do I do what you're suggesting and get rid of Mark Gahey for someone else? Uh, do I roll the transfer and maybe mm. think about splitting the money across two positions next week? Because honestly, this week, I am pretty set as far how, as options are how, concerned. How far off Kane are you? What, at point one? I need Tony to rise in do value you, by one. Do you know what I'd do? Go on. I'd go Gay at yeah. 4.3, down to Tommy Asso at 4.2, who I'd start against Forrest. I'd then bench him against Chelsea and use that extra 0.1 to go Tony to Kane for the last oh, two game weeks. Look at him. He's all like imitation game over there. He's cracked the code. <laughs> wow, yeah. But they, they have it. Finn has solved my transfer. Well, I, 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 you're definitely week. not going to do what no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, uh, because you'll take the piss out of me. You'll like, you copied me. Well, no, no, I wouldn't. I'd say that you've taken my suggestion and now you're in the top 2K. Last time we say, took wow, each other's well done, suggestion, Jake. we both captained Salah in a week <laughs> where we uh, like quadrupled our ranks. But. So you, you don't know what you're doing? No, uh, but okay. but I have options. But sometimes in fancy terms, you can when you have options, you can overthink it and wrap yourself in knots and 
and complicate things. And yeah. I feel like I'm currently at risk of complicating things because in terms of lessons that I learned last week, mm. it's always something I try to avoid anyway, but a lesson I definitely learned for this season last week was I got too fancy. Yeah. And I think whatever I do moving forward in the build-up to the World Cup, there will be a time for getting fancy on a World card. I've just got to get to the to the World Cup and not be fancy. And on mm. that note, Finn, are you doing anything fancy this week with your transfers? Probably not. Um, I am probably uh, I'm probably still going to get Ben Whiten. Mm. I think that ben it shy. makes sense. Ben not so shy. Ben, ben not so shy. Ben Ben White got an assist ben last Bright. weekend. Actually. Looking ben bright against Southampton, and he's, he got the assist for the Xhaka goal. Mm. Uh, I saw um, someone suggest that when Tommy Asu plays at left back, Ben White gets further forward. I right saw, back. yeah, yeah, um, so I saw that same and, thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's interesting. I think that he um, is good value for a clean sheet this weekend. The only problem is, is that I, I'd probably be looking to take Emerson Royale, mm. who I think will start against Bournemouth. Um, I can't accommodate the both of them into my starting eleven anyway so I might as well get an extra point three into the bank to enable me to make another transfer next week um, the only thing is I'm, I've got a slight concern that Royale could keep a clean sheet against Bournemouth because I don't think Bournemouth um, are that attacking but again looking like Donald Solanke is going to be back for Bournemouth actually because I know there, there was it was looking like he might have been ruled out through injury I mean I can't believe we're now discussing the goal threat of Dominic yeah Solanke, I mean but, but it, it could be it could be I mean I know a lot of people have got Dom Solanke in their teams from, from the last couple of weeks there you go um, you know if you've got him maybe stick um, I don't know I, I'm, I'm a bit conflicted if I don't go uh, Ben White um Terms from from Emerson Royale to Ben White, I think I would probably go for Salah to Foden. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I, I kind of also would potentially like to have Kane in this You'd week as well. You'd be looking at getting out Salah this game week. Well, this is the issue. I, I still don't think he's going to return against Leeds, mm. but the fixture is so attractive that I'm not too sure. However, I got burned with the Salah fixture last week, yeah. so I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think that at the moment he's a, he's a real poison chalice. Um, so no, I think it's likely to be Royale to White. That is subject to change. If it does change, it will probably involve me getting in Phil Foden. And uh, yeah, then I uh, my, my team uh, sadly still has Pereira and Gahey on the bench. Mm. Um, but then I think it was look something like, at the moment it looks like Sanchez, Cancelo, Trippier, Royale, uh, Saka, Martinelli, Zaha and Salah, and then Mitrovic, Tony and Haaland. In terms of captaincy, vice-captain, I've not worked out yet. It may well be one of the Arsenal boys. Okay. Yeah, so mine's unchanged from last week, basically. The only difference for me is uh, swapping around the captaincy from Salah to Haaland. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's as you were Indeed. in peanut butter. We, yeah, we, I do feel like we're conflating a little bit, but that's yeah. okay for me because I am still a steady 13 points ahead, which is, which is you know, not huge, but, you know, not awful either. <laughs> I, we need a better week, Finn. We do. I said to you, um, I said to you last week that I had not had two red arrows in a row mm-hmm. this season until last week, and yeah. the only way is up, mm-hmm. unless of course you go further down. Um, but we'll just have to see. I think we've got just enough time on the old clock <laughs> for some spicy, spicy roll the spice. Roll the spice. Can you, can you, can you smell that? 
Lovely bit of cumin. It's uh, actually the uh, nice curried chickpeas that I made for me and Zoe last night. Ooh, nice. there's, a, nice. there's a tub in the in the cupboard. I can give you a little sample. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, it's the same chickpeas that I made for you last year and nearly poisoned you with because I left oh, the, yeah. uh, the the cumin seeds in. Yeah, yeah, and the star yeah, yeah. And then you burned the wok. And then I ruined your yeah, wok yeah, and I still yeah. owe you a wok. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, there was like right, nice yeah. bits of Teflon. Yeah, all the, the Teflon curry. came yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, it worked. Yeah, Well, look, hopefully, whatever I cook up in terms of my roll the spice pick this week is is not as disastrous as that no we hope it's not burnt teflon jacob you got uh, well uh, if you're in your, if you're in the market for unburnt teflon somebody <laughs> who's uh yes. he's um he's the man for everton at the moment uh, here's a stat for you finn only kevin de bruyne has more assists in the premier league this season than alex awobi on five that's 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 uh, yeah How about that? i mean he's 12 pointer against palace indeed uh fixtures game week 10 he got a nine point his fixtures are excellent i mean he's playing fulham away this week leicester at home in game with 15 and then the last one before the world cup he's at bournemouth in um in game at 16 i back him to return in any of those games i think that it's a really smart he's only owned by... i've got nothing negative to say jacob usually um, the I only thing i would say is it still feels wrong to me the fact that he's um cool. either same price or more than uh, miguel almron he's 5.5 million um he is owned by 1.6 percent of the game it's cheap um, but uh, yeah, I think Iwobi's a, a good shout. If you're if you're wanting to get a little bit out of there, I think it, fixtures are the biggest attraction. Yeah, um, he is improved this season for Everton. I think uh, why not? Why not? Well, yeah, why not go for you've it. Gone, you've gone with four, and I think it's um, I think it's a good decision. My one is really rogue, and I'm banking on uh, Holland having an injury. Uh, I'm going to go Julian Alvarez. At six oh, okay. mil, owned by one percent of the game. Um, I like he's, it. He's starting this week potentially against Leicester. Um, you know, I, and I think he has got a strong chance to start against Leicester. I think that uh, against a Leicester defence, which up until the last two game weeks have been leaky, uh, it could be um, good value for an attacking return. Uh, moving forward, if he then were to start any of the next two games, which is no reason to suggest why he wouldn't, if he were to have a good performance, he's got Fulham and Brentford at home. Mm. City's victory look good um, they also look alright off the bench um, I'm hoping that it could be Alvarez's time to make a little bit of a push into that starting 11 it's a real risk this one like you, you said, know what I'm doing okay on the roller spot so I'm yeah. happy to take the risk oh wow he's just showboating now everyone he's showboating he's just he's going to pick Jefferson Lerman next week just to spite me uh, no I, I agree with you I think um, like you said earlier Pep trusts him uh, started up top with Holland in midweek yeah. against Dortmund um, I he always passed the eye test to me. Looks lively. Um, if Holland were to miss out this week, I'd do back him to do something. So yeah. you know what, this might be Alvarez's week. I mean, let's give ourselves some credit for our old spy schools last week. First time in seemingly bloody ages that we actually both got a return. We both finished on yeah. eight pointers for Proud, Fabianski yeah. and Harvey Barnes. Brilliant. I mean, little pat on the back for us the, both. Yeah, there. fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the first time that we had immediate return since our week four. This was week 11 um, from our asses. I mean, I, I, I've had a, a Dakar and a Martial return at the five and four pointers. I've had nothing. You, you haven't had anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you, yeah. you, you haven't had anything. But, you know, it's gone well. It's also worth pointing out this week as well, Jake, that you have uh, an extra fixture because Fabio Vieira still hasn't his completed uh, his role spot. You know, he's home to Forest. It's his last chance he's to a well get a beater, return. Mate. He has a full consecutive one this point. Is this, um, this is his time. I also finished off um, with Almiron, not last week, but the week before with a nice 10-pointer. He got another 10-pointer, which I, I couldn't have. He's now the second... You're getting greedy. He's now the second highest role the Spice points 
tally scorer that we had this season. Okay, Firmino is still the first, yeah. and then the third. Uh, despite the fact that you slammed him, is uh, still Raheem Sterling. And Jefferson Lerma presumably makes the top ten. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. He's two pointer and one pointer is uh, well ahead the curve. Oh, of, brilliant! Uh, Good stuff. That's all I wanted to hear. I can I can leave the podding room easy. happy yeah. now. Um, just before we wrap up as well, I promised him a shout out because um, my brother has unearthed a little bit of a a gem from the past this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's always slated as himself as thinking he's a bit of a, you know, your everyman fantasy player. Right. <laughs> um, my brother was going through his game week history yeah. on, um, or not game week history, his season history on the fantasy football website this week. And astonishingly, even though I think he must have given up, I think he gave up on it like halfway through the season, he finished 89,000th in 2019-20. Did he really? He did. And uh, uh, astonishingly, he didn't even realise it until this week. Wow. About three years down the line. That's incredible. Um, so congratulations for him for three years ago uh, <laughs> on your top 100k finish. And brilliant. And, uh, and he will be joining us for a future edition of... The drunken transfer. Yeah, we'll be getting him on, on. Yeah, we'll be getting him on when we do like a little virtual record. Um, for this week's episode, however, unless you've got anything else to say, Finn, I think we'd better just stick a fork in it and say it's done. We're done. We're done. You've made it. You've reached the end of the podcast. It's been me, Jacob Southcline, and that man over there is Finn Stockton. It's Finn Stockton. And uh, until next time, we're gonna love you and leave you. May your arrows be green and may your differentials be spicy. Take care. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.